welcome, and thank you for listening to the Muses of the Crystal Lotus. Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Muses of the Crystal Lotus Shop. I'm Shauna. I'm Jeannie. I'm Tina. And I'm Stephanie. Today we're <laughs> going to be talking about something that a lot of people scoff at. Um, post-traumatic stress disorder. And we're going to be asking some questions of Jeannie. She's back. She's back. We <laughs> missed her. Um, Jeannie, what is post-traumatic stress disorder? Post-traumatic stress disorder is a um, a disorder that causes anxiety, can lead into panic, and um, really, really messes with you. Um, what are some of the things that cause it, though? There are triggers that cause the, the post-traumatic stress. Um, as in the name of it, post-traumatic. Um, you've had something in your life that has been um, trauma, very, in, very strong impact on you. Mm-hmm. And you're having difficulty adjusting to it and um, overcoming these so-called triggers. Can I ask what are, what I, I, when I think post-traumatic stress, um, typically I relate it to, and I mean, I know better, but the the general population relates it to things like war. Now, we know that you are a veteran. Yes. So some of the PTSD does come from the exposures of being at war and being part of the service, right? Yes. It also could be from accidents. But it's, there's there's other um, triggers or there's, I mean, causes to PTSD, yes. right? It's not just... PTSD can affect anybody. It's not just soldiers. Um, it's, more, it's more prominent in soldiers mm-hmm. um, because that's where it actually started to come to, to light. Um, and as a society, most people are like, well, just get over it. And that's the worst thing you can do to somebody with PTSD. Right. Because there is no just getting over it. Mm -hmm. It is a process that you have to go through in order to come to terms and acceptance with what you have dealt with. Right. Whether it be war or sexual trauma or abuse mental abuse but even things like first responders um witnessing you know car crashes or you know things that they deal with in their professions yes um er doctors uh psychologists i mean they all anyone can can have an event a parent Losing a child. Losing a child. Um, a spouse. Sometimes that, that can be pretty traumatic, too. Yes. Especially if they witnessed. I, I think the one thing that, that that gets me all the time is people say, oh, get over it. It's all in your head. Yes, mm-hmm. it is all in the head. That's the point. <laughs> That's the point. It's not something that shows on the body all the time. And most people that I know... Um, they do just fine day to day, and then something will trigger it. There's so a lot of high-functioning people that will come in or just be anywhere, and they look like you know high-functioning business folk. You know, mm-hmm. they like they got their shit together, and in here they could be breaking down. They could have extreme anxiety. Mm-hmm. They can, um, you know, come across something throughout their day that just boom triggers. Uh, a memory or you know that event and it just all starts flooding back through but they don't ever release it out they keep it inside well my pet peeve about one of these things and I want to get this out there because a lot of people are so tied up in their own enjoyment that they don't realize that there might be somebody living next door that's not enjoying it and that is fireworks a lot of veterans 
loud noises will set them into into one of these panic attacks. And I would be one of those. There there is a, a little hint out there as to homes that have veterans in them. They have a green light burning in the window usually at night. And if your neighbor has a green light in their front window, don't be setting off cherry bombs underneath it. This is not a funny thing. This is not something that, you know, you really need to do. You can set off the quiet firecrackers if you want to, but or take it somewhere else. But this actually puts veterans and a lot of other people who have problems with loud noises, it, it puts them into that panic attack. So be a little courteous. Be conscientious of who in your neighborhood might be suffering from this, who's a veteran. I think that's really hard because a lot of the times, you know, not to play devil's advocate, you know, mm-hmm. but just from some of the viewers' perspectives even, like a lot of the times we think of fireworks as our freedom celebration. Yes. Know, that is that has been always the thing we we celebrate Fourth of July with the fireworks because that's that's a and celebration of freedom, the Labor Day, and stuff. all of the things. Fourth so July. I think it's really hard sometimes for people to realize that that might be affecting people that have been in war, particularly because one, we've never been there. You know, I'm just gonna say I, I've never been somewhere where I've had to worry about for my me, life and getting shots and stuff. Try to remember. That, yes, we are a free country. We have the right to celebrate that we're a free country. But keep in mind that the military is what gave us this free country. And you're basically torturing them to celebrate your freedoms. So try to keep that in mind when you're doing this. Be a little bit considerate. You don't have to do it right in somebody's backyard. And me, for one, with the fireworks. And it affects everybody differently that has PTSD. Um, I go into a panic mode. Uh, I start shaking. I can't breathe. And if it continues for very long, I will pass out. And that's a, that's a panic attack. I mean, mm-hmm. that's full-blown panic attack. Yeah. And like I said, it affects everybody differently. Some people can handle it better. Some people handle it worse. Some people will actually have flashbacks and go back to when they were in that environment and respond to anybody approaching them as if they were in that environment. So now, which which part of, of your service what was it that started it? Was there one particular incident that you remember that started? <clears throat> yeah, but I'm not at liberty to, to discuss that. That's okay. Oh, okay. That's okay. It's fun. It's it, it's there's. But that's but that's okay because that also helps people, our viewers, <coughs> understand a little bit more about there are some things just can't talk about mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and and even you know when people say have you seen a therapist for sometimes for post-traumatic stress disorder when it comes mm-hmm. to like veterans or or professions in which there's that confidentiality you can't really say what's going on to help work through that particular event sometimes and so then that's when you kind of snowball into well it's all in your head well no it's not I just can't and some, in some cases, you've got the HIPAA law mm-hmm. that comes into effect there. And um, as with the military, we have top secret clearance that we can't talk about. Right. So you got to take in consideration that whenever somebody's going through this stuff, sometimes they can't talk about it for legal reasons. But in, in the case of with a therapist, the HIPAA law covers the security of the military. So That's good to know. So you can talk with a therapist about stuff. 
because of that HIPAA law. Now, sounds aren't the only thing that can trigger. No, PTSD. sight, your your senses. Yeah. Sight, smell, touch, sound, taste. taste. Now, I, I kind of it's kind of like, um, and I know this isn't like PTSD related, but have you ever been driving down the road in your car and you just kind of come across an area that smells familiar? Mm-hmm. And you're like, I don't know what that smell is. But then you start getting flashbacks of like when you were a kid driving around with your mom watching, mm-hmm. you know, looking at Christmas lights. And you're like, wow, that was really weird. <laughs> but that's that's how it works. Right. Yes. That's, yes. that's a trigger of some sort. For, I have another trigger of mine. And I can talk about this. My mom died whenever I was a child. And um, she choked on some roast beef from beef stew. To this day, I cannot eat beef stew. Well, that's a, yeah. I, can, I mean, that's understandable. Let me ask you something, though. Knowing this, okay, you know your mom died from this. You know you can't eat certain things because of it. Mm-hmm. But if you see somebody choking... Can you do Heimlich? Can you help them? Or are you just frozen because of this? No, I I can do Heimlich. I have been trained first aid CPR. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> I was just curious if, if the syndrome itself... Sometimes people some, freeze. Some people would freeze. Fight, flight, or freeze. Those are the three yes. responses to, the, to the, the stress. And me personally... I'm the type of person that I'm doing everything that I can to prevent anything else from happening. So, yes, I would be able to do that. I would be able to take take charge of, of the situation, do the homily, whatever needed to be done. Okay. Well, not knowing really a whole lot about post-traumatic stress myself, I have millions of questions, but one of the ones that I want to throw in there, and you know we're always going to advertise one way or another, Um, you're the director of creative expressions. Yes. You use creative expressions as an outlet for people. Yes. And that started because you were using art to deal with your problems. Yes. Okay. But you also work with sound. And you work with crafting, mm-hmm. and you work with talking, mm-hmm. and you work with um, so many different medias. How do you help someone with all the different medias that you have? Well, some people, that goes back to the touch mm-hmm. and the sight. Mm-hmm. Um, some people can't deal with paint, okay. the texture of it. Just something about it just triggers them. Okay. So well, I have different stuff that they could do, um, like create a, a a little craft or something. Um, I have woodworking. I have all kinds of stuff that I could do to work around what their triggers are, mm-hmm. and um, teach them how to use that ability to release some of that stress and anxiety. Okay. There's many non-medical approaches to helping people with post-traumatic stress disorder. Yes. Um, I know as I was doing a little bit of free research into the topic because I'm not 100% familiar, um, I did find some instances where people use um, yoga, mm-hmm. meditation, um, even massage therapy, which was yes. one that caught me off guard because I wasn't, at, at first I was like, well, how can massage therapy help with the mental side of post-traumatic? But I guess there's a lot of stress that we hold in our bodies. Yes. And so mm-hmm. just being able to release the tension, of, of like the tension and stress knots in our bodies can cause a, a sense of relaxation. Mm-hmm. It helps them kind of Escape a little bit. Not just massage therapy. Reiki therapy also helps Mm -hmm. with that. Mm -hmm. 
because it helps to relax, it opens up the chakras, it allows the energy to cleanse. Mm -hmm. But it also works on the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual levels. So it works on everything. Yeah. Wherever it's needed. There's music therapy, Mm -hmm. and then the art therapy, of course, that came up a lot. Art therapy for post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, But there's also like acupuncture Mm -hmm. and tapping. Yes. Yep. That that little... Yeah. Get get rid of the stress. There's, like there's certain points yeah. that you can tap Reflect on. What's funny though points. is yeah. I was just looking at the monitor when we said when we said tapping each of us tapped yeah. a different place we're, on the body. We're all familiar with tapping. <laughs> and me, um, personally, when I get anxious, my my point is right here, and I thymus. tap the thymus. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I tap my thymus. It's it's kind of weird, you know. My husband thinks it's weird because we'll be driving in the car and sometimes. Sometimes driving around is kind of, you know, it makes Especially me Especially if you're being driven. Yeah, because yeah, I don't have control of the wheel, right? Exactly. And so when I get anxious with kids driving, no offense to my husband or anything, um, but I'll sit there and I'll just start tapping, tapping my chest, mm-hmm. and that calms me a little it bit. It also so helps I'm, with your bronchial issues yeah. you may have. Uh, the thymus here, uh, under the eye, is where you can tap your sinuses. Yeah. Doesn't the thymus help with the immune system? It, it helps mm-hmm. kickstart the immune system, cool. too. Um, so, I mean, tapping something that we're all familiar with, and it's, it's generally easy. There's a lot of EFT, um, certified practitioners. That's one that I'd really like to get in the near future is, is EFT and, and learning how to help people find their trigger points because tapping is so non-invasive yeah. and it's just something that you can do in the shower, in the bathroom, in the bed, wherever you are when you start You don't even that. have to be home to do it. Right. What do you, you, what do, you do when you're, when you're feeling that panic and anxiety. Usually I start clenching, clenching my fists, Uh and I start wringing my fingers. Is that your goblet now? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Or pumpkin spice. I I do this a lot, start messing with my fingers whenever I get anxious. Mm -hmm. And it's a massage. Just massaging your hands. Massaging my, yeah. Have you, have you done, um, one, th- one thing I read, again, free, free research, the five senses um, grounding practice. Um, I have tried. I cannot remember them all, especially in the midst of <coughs> Right, I'm sure it's hard. I mean, cognitively, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to... Um, a friend of mine, a supervisor of mm-hmm. mine, um, does this thing where she, where she talks about flipping your lid. So when... We are calm and using our prefrontal cortex. We are able to think cognitively and clearly and have a logical side of brain. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, however, the lizard brain. The lizard brain is the was the way they describe it as pre-evolution. Um, we mainly focused on uh, reproduction, eating, and you know, fight, fight or flight. flight. And so, when people are experiencing the panic attacks then their cognitive brain lid flips up. And the only thing that's functioning is that that lizard brain. And you don't have the ability to sit there and think cognitively through problem situations. And so that's the anxiety attack aspect of it is your your lids flipped. Right. And so that, like you said, it's kind of hard to just work yourself through a practice (laughs) when your lids flipped. (laughs) Yeah. So I I wonder if knowing how to do that, if you could actually use that, okay, I, I know my lid slipped, okay. Just use that as a... Put it put it back, put it back, put it back. Eventually. And just do that and see if that would help you to focus again. There are techniques <laughs> that you can use to... One of my favorite techniques is whenever I'm going into an attack... I try to find something to focus on visually. I'm a very visual person. That's why the art therapy works for me. Right. Um, so visually, if I if I'm sitting there and there's a thunderstorm, there's fireworks or something like that, and you see me staring off into space, I'm trying to focus on something to keep myself calm down yeah. from going into that panic attack. 
And that's one of the five senses grounding yes. points. So you've got essentially what the five senses grounding practice is, is when you're in that state of panic. Yes. Um, which I think we've all been there at least once, may not be to the same degree as PTSD, but we've all kind of been in that panic situation. Um, being able to catch yourself and say, okay, what's one thing I can focus on? And that's using your vision. Mm -hmm. And then you can even go into, you know, asking yourself, what color is that item that I'm looking mm -hmm. at? What's the shape of it? What's the uh, name of the book or whatever it may be? You know, all of the features that you can visually pick up. And then another one is sound. What am I hearing right now? What are the sounds around me? I hear cars. There's cars out there. I hear, you know, a train. I hear birds, I hear crickets, you know, what are you listening to around well, you? In, I hear thunder, and that puts you right back into it. Yes. And that depends on, and again, this is why there's multiple different ones, and, and some work better for others. That's why I was saying the sound can be a trigger, which it is for me. Um, so what I do whenever I know, I'm still cognitive enough to know that I'm getting into that state, mm -hmm. um, I find a focus point, and I just turn the music up. Yeah, and so and so, so maybe even it out. switching sounds. Like mm -hmm. okay, so if you're aware that loud noises like thunder or fireworks, then being able to switch the sounds on more <coughs> calming, um, either melodical music mm -hmm. or frequencies or something else, then you can switch your focus to that and away from the other. Right. What I'm struck about is like. When you think about like sound, like storms and fireworks, you know how a lot of people know that animals get upset. Mm -hmm. Dogs will panic and run and hide and cats. People are the same way. People are the same and way. And they don't think of it that way. Yeah. And people think it's funny too when there's a crash of thunder that makes you jump, but your dog runs under the couch. Mm -hmm. You think it's funny. Oh, look at him hiding up. Yeah. They suffer from a form of post-traumatic stress as well. Mm -hmm. Animals who have been stuck in a situation of, say, training with hunters, the sound of the gun. Some of them get past that. They know the sound of the gun means go, find the raccoon, find the squirrel, whatever. But other ones, it terrifies them so much that they just want to hide from that sound. My cat hates fireworks. Like she hates it. And we've got a lot of people in the neighborhood that likes to let them off. And I mean, we did too. And that, and I kind of feel bad for that now because we were once those people that would buy five hundred dollars worth of fireworks and let them off this big fireworks show for the family. Mm -hmm. But my cat hates them. Since we haven't been able to do them, and now we're home with the cat, we can see that she hates them. She hides. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of like this, not really a running joke, but you know, me and my husband would say, "Well, it seems like our cat was, you know." Maybe in the war in her past life or something, you know what I mean? Because, um, it, but it's kind of also very sad for me to realize that I might have caused that for her. Well, think about, like, how many people have lost their dogs because somebody, they were outside with them or they were outside and somebody set off a fire and, they fire, off. and they're yeah. running and they're so panicked, they are just running, not panicking, and they get lost and people spend, you know, trying to find them. But people do that too. They will run from the problems not knowing where they're going or what they're doing. They just know they have to get away. Yeah. So then, one of, one of the things that I noticed, um, my husband and I used to breed dogs, and we had a big kennel that was set up, and we never paid much attention, really, to any kind of triggers with our dogs. Um, a neighbor was setting off fireworks one night, he was probably about 20, 30 feet away from where the kennel was. He set off one of those cherry bombs. And my dogs literally, three of them, broke teeth trying to chew through the wire to get out of oh the pens. And babies. that kind of, what people need to keep in mind, that kind of fear, that, that fight or flight to get away from it, is the same thing that most people who suffer from PTSD go through, but because we're human, we don't want to be seen as, you know, this weak, 
or or right. I mean, terrified person. So we just sit there and you clench know, your fists. But we clench have your fist the same or, animal instincts. Yes, that's but our lizard brain. People I mean, don't make that connection. A lot of people don't make that connection. Yeah, but that's when you live in a civilized world. Even if you're having a panic attack, you're not supposed to let anybody see it. Right. You know, whereas dogs, in particular, because that's my thing is dogs. They are just going to show you mm-hmm. how then, terrified they, they are. They don't have that that prefrontal cortex cognitive thinking right. that we have, and the societal pressures not to show it. But well, let's no, say they have their own societal pressures. <laughs> <laughs> let's say that you know you're in an office and you you're at a conference table, and there's a room full of people, and you start going into a moment. You know, whether it be because you have to talk next in front of everybody or whatever it may be. You get a smell, something, singeing that thing. One of the other senses, grounding practice that you can do is touch. And that means, like, feeling your feet. Thinking about feeling your feet in your shoes, on the floor, on the ground, the touch of the table, it's cold, on my hands. And that helps bring you, again, to the present moment and away from, you know, the lid flip or the the visions or whatever it is that you're having. It helps bring you back to that present moment and ground you. So that's one one that I like to do Mm -hmm. right before public speaking of any sort because I I will get up there and I'm, like, shaking. (laughs) Like, I do it all the time, but it still scares the living bejesus out of me. Um... And so that's what I'll do is I'll sit there and I'll focus on my feet. I can feel my toes wiggling in the shoes. Feel the way they feel on the ground. The paper in my hand or the cold desk or something that helps, you know, bring you back into a self-awareness of your own body. And I think that's a lot of the grounding practices for anxiety attacks is just that. A self-awareness of the present moment and how you feel in your body. That just takes me back to my speech class in college. <laughs> oh my god! I had so much trouble with that. I was I was very quiet in high school, very reserved, kind of laid back, didn't really say a whole lot. So for me to get up in front of a room full of people and supposed to go ah ah me me ah ah was the most difficult thing in the world. Now I I kind of like discovered I've had a mouth since I went to college and I have a shut up (laughs) I have no problem with female okay but back then it was very difficult yeah so and it is um I mean for me being on camera like this like these podcasts if it wasn't for y'all it was a no-go I've been wanting to do something like this for a long time with rediscover health because there's a lot of health things that I can talk about Mm -hmm. But me being on camp something about the camera, I can't see the people on the other end. Really? She's an idiot. You know what is she talking about? Right. Like, well, speaking know, of recent discovery, help. Yes, <laughs> we have pumpkin smoothies this morning. Yes, indeed. Oh, oh my gosh, gosh. smoothies. We wanted to make sure our glasses were large enough for the audience. Everybody see. see, see? Mine's still fairly full because I've been yes. drinking a lot. Listen, we're kicking fall off right. We're having pumpkin pie smoothies for breakfast, and we're going right into the chili afterwards. So, like, this is this is it. We're ready. This is fall. We're ready. Yeah. Favorite ready. time of year. Mine too. And the colors. But that's the because my birthday's this month. So happy early birthday! Well, by the time the viewers see this, I guess it'll be after. It'll be after. Yes. yes. <laughs> so happy birthday, Shauna. Fall is always it's a not really that, good season. That's only like three days off, so, yeah. you know. Can we sing her happy birthday? No. Oh. Not, not. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Shauna. It is 
and it is great. Needless to say, though, these pumpkin pies, uh, pumpkin spice. There's nothing in it, though. Amazing. Okay. Yes. Yes. They okay. are really good. High in the there, glass. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing in it. I swear. There's no. No the, only, yeah, the only thing that this is missing is a little bit of cream on top. Yeah. Like pie with whipped cream. Maybe some vanilla in it. Well, there the, the almond milk has vanilla in it. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, it was there vanilla unsweetened almond milk. And then vanilla and dates. Um, yogurt. Oh. And then there's the dates, um, the can of organic pumpkin puree, pumpkin pie spice. Cinnamon, extra, extra cinnamon. cinnamon with extra cinnamon. And a little bit of maple syrup. Extra cinnamon and a little bit of maple syrup. So there's syrup. probably about a tablespoon of maple syrup, um, and, the, and then like a half a teaspoon of extra cinnamon and a little turmeric. And then as an extra oh, kick, we put collagen in it just to kind of help with our skin, hair, and nails, y'all. Everything else. <laughs> I think that's a little late for me, but it didn't help. Yeah, no, collagen's <laughs> So. Yeah, that's that's it. I mean, that's it. And it tastes it like it's so good. Pie Thumbs going. Without cheers. Cheers. Too late. Hey, it don't matter. <laughs> we can always have cheers. We're silly, y'all. So, of course. I had a drop left. <laughs> <laughs> I barely made a dent yet, but I'm working on it. There's 8 million people in the United States alone that suffer from post traumatic stress disorder. And. Did you see the statistics I sent you of how many of those people are committing suicide because yeah. they have no outlet? Mm -hmm. And this is Suicide Awareness Month also. <coughs> yes, uh, September is. 10th was actually Suicide Awareness Day. Yes. Um, having had um, lots of suicide in, within the family and friends, um, that's a day and that's an awareness that we take really serious in my family. And so when you said that statistic, um, with the with the PTSD and and being the Suicide Awareness Month, that was just absolutely fitting for sure. And one of the things that we brought that up for is, if you think you need some help, or you would like to get some help, come down to the store, call us. We'll make sure Jeannie is here, there. and. You, you will have an outlet, a place where you can just either talk or not talk, or just release some of the stress. And you know that it's something that she's gone through, so she's very understanding of what you're going through. Just as a, also a disclaimer, um, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. If you are thinking... Um, Anything along the lines of uh, suicide, life, death, if you're feeling like you're in a crisis at this moment, please reach out to um, a counselor in the suicide hotline. Again, that number is 800-273-8255. I just want people to know that there's options. Yes, there are all kinds of options out there. And they're never alone. Never. No one's ever alone. No matter how much you feel like you are, mm -hmm. you know. Sometimes you just need a sounding board, someone to listen. And right. actually hear what you're saying. And, you know, the shirt says hug dealer. Sometimes that works, <laughs> too. Just give them a hug. Sometimes you don't even need to talk. You just need someone there. Yeah. And that's what we try to do. With a lot of the services that we offer, um, from the massage therapy to the art therapy to the Reiki to the um, you know nutrition and health coaching even uh, you'd be surprised by how many coaching sessions I mean they don't turn into serious conversations like this per se mm -hmm. but there are you know life anxiety moments work children spouses things like that and those play a role in your in your health, you know. Mm -hmm. And so that's your 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 whole picture for holistic health coaching. You know, what is it that you want to talk about or work on? If there is any sort of um, you know indication that you need further assistance that I'm not trained to do, of course, there's always referrals to therapists. And yes. um, you know, I know quite a few really good talk therapy. Um, counselors that I, I like to refer to 
but it's it's really and I think we've expressed this in a previous episode being able to reach out and connect and know that there's someone there mm-hmm. and you don't have to do this alone that's right a lot of people feel so isolated they don't feel like they can talk to anybody about it they can't show how much they're hurting you know and this is this is very true especially with our military you gotta be strong I'm a warrior gotta be strong suck Keep it, it up inside. suck it up and that doesn't always work when you get into one of those mindsets but you can't show it and so you're internalizing it and this this just internalizing a lot of this causes health issues mm-hmm. yeah stress is is an amazing little mechanism for destroying the body it is stress and does people, so much people just you know they try to shake it off these days but you you really can't shake it off we don't always make the connections of what stress can do in the body mm-hmm. but stress can change the way your body utilizes blood sugar mm-hmm. stress can change the way your body utilizes nutrients stress can change the way your body recognizes thyroid hormone stress can change the way that your digestive system functions stress can change the way you sleep which within itself That's can do all kinds of there. things mm-hmm. um, stress can change the way your your body um balances your hydration levels and therefore can lead to things like hypertension and their um, stress and can lead to cancer stress can lead to all kinds of things when un- mm-hmm. when chronically stressed mm-hmm. and we don't talk about perceived stress enough in our society and we want to brush it off as oh your stress calm down it's not that simple it's really not it takes a focused mind to be able to say Okay, I am way too stressed out. What am I going to do to relax a little bit? And I always encourage people, find something you really like doing and then sit down and do it. Um, But if you're not in a position where you can do that, try the quickie 30-second meditations. You know, these these are not meditations where you have to close your eyes. These are not meditations where... You need to be sitting down with a candle and music and all this other kind of stuff. Some of these meditations you can actually do while you're driving a car. Just and it in. doesn't impair your ability to drive the car and focus on the road. Focusing on the Just minute. breathing. I can feel the breath going way. in my nose and out my nose. Yes. Um, there, is a, there is some indication that people that have disassociative <coughs> disorder mm-hmm. should not meditate. Because it can throw them out of their body. It can make them disassociate. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's so there is a word of caution there when we're talking about mental health and, and meditation. That yes, it can help with a lot of things, especially PTSD and anxiety. But if there is a disassociative factor there, um, those people should avoid meditation. Mm-hmm. Just a little disclaimer. One of my, <laughs> one of my, well, you just keep throwing those in <laughs> one of One of my works, ways of getting rid of some meditation. stress is. And, and it's, I'm an OCD type person, so if there's something on the floor, it needs to be picked up immediately. But I will sit there and actually take a tissue or a paper towel, and I focus on that and think about, okay, what's going through my mind right now? Okay, I don't need that, and I tear off a piece and throw it. Tear off oh, a piece a and one. throw it. And just get all of that emotion and all of those thoughts and just get rid of them. And then when I'm done and I'm back to myself, of course, you know, in a hair's breath, I'm out there with vacuum cleaner. But you can always find a way where you can sort the thoughts, sort the feelings, and try to move past that by just understanding what they are and what caused them. Now, with... PTSD, so we, we've said that there's anxiety, mm-hmm. and then there's the stress, yeah. panic, um, depression. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also the intrusive thought side of it, too. Yes. It can manifest in multiple different ways. Um, intrusive thoughts are particularly hard with people with OCD. <coughs> mm-hmm. 
because the obsessive compulsive aspect of it is you obsess over it and then you have a compulsive behavior that comes behind to is a reassurance or you know some sort of you know habit then that helps you with those unwanted intrusive thoughts um i tell you one of the best resources that i have been able to find for myself and anxiety is called rewire your anxious brain it's a book um how to use neuroscience of fear to end anxiety panic and worry and it's written by katherine Pittman and elizabeth carl um it i downloaded it as an audiobook on audible and i've got to say i have some OCD type tendencies too because I've listened to this book a couple times and when I get into that anxiety state of mind I will pull up a particular chapter in this book and just listen to it just that chapter mm-hmm. but there's that's a it's almost like a it's a comfort to me because a lot of things when I was listening to this book there's some things that didn't like didn't resonate with me but then there were chapters like oh yeah that's me I feel that they're talking to me at this point. And knowing that there was somebody else out there with some sort of experience that was very similar to my own was a comfort because then I knew I wasn't alone. Okay, we'll give the name of the book again. Again, so that book is Rewire Your Anxious Brain, How to Use the Neuroscience of Fear to End Anxiety, Panic, and Worry. And that is by Catherine Pittman and Elizabeth Carl. And what I'm working on doing, since we're still in the beginning phases of the, of the podcast episodes, um, is coming up with episode notes. So like particular resources that we talk about within the note or within the podcast, we can include with it mm-hmm. so that people can go back and refer to them too. Good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought about that just a few minutes ago. Okay, so we give a lot of stuff. I, want, I wanted to ask you, you were... Um, Following a series, um, Joe Dispenza. Joe Dispenza. Mm-hmm. Dispenza. It, and this is on several places. It's also on Gaia. Do, would his methods help with post traumatic stress? Yes. Yes, they would. It's along this. It's he. His methods are along the lines of um, meditation. Most of his methods actually, they kind of combine the rewire your anxious brain concept with the meditation, and then you get like Joe Dispenza. <laughs> um, but that that wouldn't help with people who are also disassociated, right? Because okay. that will throw them into a, an episode. Yes. Okay. Okay. I was just curious. Yeah, we'll switch it up a little bit here. Also associated with PTSD, substance abuse. Mm. Yes. Yes. Whether it be alcohol, pills, it don't matter. Food. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. yes. Food. Compulsive. (coughs) Cigarettes. You've got to take in consideration that these items are not a cure. Mm -hmm. Uh -uh. It's a temporary fix that causes more problems down the road. Mm -hmm. And to, to rely on that substance to get you through an episode, it just increases the, um, the intensity the next time one hits. Which further increases the reliability of the substance. Exactly. Most times people do that to numb themselves so they don't feel it. Right. But after a while, instead of taking it to help, they're just taking it because they don't want to feel bad anymore from the down from it. Mm-hmm. And that's the addiction. That's the addiction. addiction. You take it so that you can lift your spirits, and it's great for a while, but then you just start taking it because you, you the down is so hard. I, I've been through that phase of my life. And I think there is a um, an addiction hotline number as well, drug alcohol addiction hotline, um, and that number is 
1-866-293-7031. So again, if this is resonating with you or someone that you know that experiences the drug and alcohol abuse or substance addiction, um, reaching out to that number. And again, it's 1-866-293-7031. And there are counselors available 24-7 to help with people um, experiencing those issues. And that they're completely, both hotlines are completely confidential. Um, This is important information. And I'm glad that we're able to talk about some of this on this episode and let people know that these hotlines and these resources are available to them. Um, That is something that, in part of health coaching in my work, um, I make sure to have a list of these kind of references available to me and to my clients. So whether that be suicide, substance abuse, um, you know, domestic violence, um, child abuse, there's all kinds of different resources available locally and nationally for all of those incidences. Um, There's also a lot of states have a hotline, and honestly, I don't know the number, um, for people who smoke. If you want to stop oh. smoking, let's ask people. Or, there you go. <laughs> um, if you want to stop smoking, you can call them, and they help you free, not just with counseling, but they will help you with patches. They will help you with the gum or, the, or whatever you can use so the, to try and get past this. Um West Virginia hotline is called Quitline. Um, Participants are eligible for eight weeks of free nicotine replacement therapy patches, gum, or lozenges. Call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. That's 1-800-784-8669 or 1-877-966-8784. Now, you said that was West Virginia. So other states may have their own. Yeah, they have their their own kind of help. So you need to look up which one ever applies for you. Now, this here, smokefree.gov, the 1-800-QUIT-NOW, 1-800-784-8669, does talk about all states have the quit line counselors. So I believe that one's going to be a national phone number, the National Network for Tobacco Cessation. So that is also a resource available for those that are wanting to to quit smoking and are having a hard time doing so, and they have counselors and all of the products available for free for up to eight weeks. So as you can see from this conversation, you can't really say, oh, blow it off. P- PTSD is is an honest-to-God problem for a lot of people, and you can't laugh at them and say, oh, it's all in your head, move on. It doesn't work that way. It just doesn't work that way. So when, when we talk about subjects like this we're trying to help the people who are suffering from these things but we're also trying to enlighten others to be just you know consider a little more considerate of what's going on have a little bit more compassion for people because you never know who it's affecting around you that's it blow it off get over it you're making a big deal out of nothing. It's all in your head. It's all in your head. <laughs> uh, and there's several other. I'm sure it can't be that bad. Yeah. Um, for anybody who has ever suffered from depressive episodes, clinical depression or whatever, you have some of what. PTSD does, and you should be very understanding of what's going on with this particular syndrome. It's just not something you can blow off. We'd like people to get help. On the military alone, (laughs) 22 soldiers a day commit suicide. 22 a day. So... That's just in the military. That's not everyone else. So Mm -hmm. it just, and a lot of people, you said there was how many? Eight million. Eight million suffering from PTSD. That's, that have been diagnosed. That's not the people that haven't been diagnosed. Because they don't want to go to the doctor for a diagnosis. 
or they don't have insurance to or go to the doctor. They don't have insurance. That's a huge one. That's a real huge one. And unfortunately, my, my grandfather falls under that um, suicide veteran statistic. Um, so, like I said, that's something that we take very seriously in our family. And, you know, we're, we've all got our own training here. None of us are uh, licensed counselors or therapists. So, please um, make sure that you understand that what we discuss here in these podcasts are not for medical diagnosis. They're not for, um, they're for information. Treatment. <laughs> We're informational not, only. Yeah, knowledge. this is just information oh, and just knowledge and awareness of of topics that you know people don't like to talk about. And um, you know, we do have <coughs> we do have a veteran in our group. And we have several veterans that are associated with the store. Yes. actually. and and so you know that's one in four right now. And as she said in the very beginning, there's things like fireworks and thunderstorms that that trigger certain emotions. And so this was a this was a topic that we wanted to talk about because of the fact you just never know who it is in your neighborhood or around you, and um, it's something that you just we can't ignore and blow off and and pretend like it's all in their head anymore. We've got to listen to all of this. And you may have family members who don't discuss or won't go that if you recognize it and know it's there, then maybe you can help them get the help they need. So we want to draw awareness to the hotlines that are available, the resources that are available, um, the, the different aspects of um, non-medical care that can help with relieving stress and anxiety episodes and PTSD, some of which we do here, as mentioned. Um, so this, this episode is just one to help draw awareness and attention to a sensitive topic. We thank you for joining us. Have a wonderful week and take care of yourself. And for the military folks out there, thank That's you so much. Until Valhalla, IG6. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. Um, for more information, check, uh, check us out on our website, www.clswb.com, and follow us on Facebook at CLSWB. And if, if you need to, yeah, ah, come, in, come into the shop yeah, at 89 Old Main Plaza, St. Albans, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Until next time, guys. Healthy blessings. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Muses of the Crystal Lotus. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professionals. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. Consult your physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast. Under no circumstances shall the Crystal Lotus shop any guests or contributors to the podcast be responsible for damages arising from use of this podcast. Until next time, healthy blessings.